Bradley Hollier, MSL Oil Field Services Incorporated. Excellent. Thank you for joining us today. Mic levels look pretty good there. I'm switching mine up now. Mine don't as good. All right, there we go. Little uh, behind the scenes stuff there. MSL Oil Field Services. And first of all, let's talk a little bit about the COVID-19 shutdown, the coronavirus pandemic, how that's impacting you and your business and your company. Just an update from all the different uh, angles, if you will. And first off, are you guys still, you know, operating and, and that sort of thing? Yes, we are. Yeah, for us um, here in the U.S., it slowed things down as projects were put on hold and uh, some customers had to curtail production. Uh, same for overseas. Uh, several customers, you know, either curtailing production or uh, projects are put on hold because we can't get personnel into the countries. It's a personnel issue, not so much a uh, lease or business, I guess, activity issue, more of a personnel issue, huh? Yes, it is. It's more of a personnel issue for us. Um, the reason being is actually it's the downturn has actually generated more business for us due to the type of uh, products we have. They're uh, more economical ways to make wells produce more oil. Let's talk about that a little bit because you said, you know, a magical phrase that I think a lot of people might want to explore. So me, as my journalist roots and background, I got to ask you, uh, how are you guys finding business, you know, during during this downturn? Because it was a very sharp, you know, like like I mentioned to somebody like the spigot just stopped. Yet there are businesses out there that are finding new opportunities. And I said for a long time. The, the, you just got to make a better mousetrap, make a better steak sandwich, and whatever that means in your industry type of a thing. So you guys are one of those companies that are doing that. Um, talk to me about that if you wouldn't mind. So we started a couple of years with a product that um, you know, we were introduced to here in the U.S., and we've put in a lot of development and testing behind it in multiple applications around the world. Um, since we had all the data to move forward, this downturn actually just accelerated those projects because now the economics are even more on our side to start rolling the product and projects out to the, the customers we've been developing with, uh, particularly overseas and in South America where, you know, heavy oil and um, oil quality are a very big challenge. We had a guy on from Ghana yesterday, a gentleman, Hanks Oils, who he works for, and you know, that just kind of shows the, the state of oil and gas, you know, where it, it is a global marketplace at the end of the day. And you've mentioned overseas several times. Talk to me about your international business a little bit. Are you seeing an increase like uh, we've seen here at The Crude Life? Uh, yes, um, particularly on heavy oil applications and ultra-heavy oil in Oman is where we're concentrating now. Uh, also in the Emirates, uh, a couple of projects in Kuwait. Um West Coast of Africa, we have a few that are ongoing, and then we have some refinery applications as well uh, throughout the Middle East that we're working on. So our product, you know, works on multiple levels, and it can be used on multiple applications. So that's, you know, what we've been testing and working towards uh, setting up our company. Uh, we recently just signed several JVs um, in the Middle East with companies there. So we have approval from several of the uh, NOCs working in those countries. How about when it comes to the Americas? Are you guys in a, a, a number of shale plays? Are you in one more than the other? Talk to me about Shale Play USA. 
Uh, well, we have service partners that are working in both the Eagle Fern and the Permian with the product. Um, and then we are working in the Gulf of Mexico, both deep water and shelf, uh, with the product as well. Uh, we have several, several customers there that, and clients that we're working with. Um, you know, we, we actually work as a distributor and technical support for the product while they have the, the application. Just looking yeah, at you. Oh, go ahead. For us, it's been going really good with that. With, with the different distributors and, and just kind of the network you've got built? Yeah, we do the same thing in uh, South America since we distribute, you know, several different products to these customers. Um, you know, it allows us to use our already built um, network to get, you know, multiple products that are related to either flow assurance or, you know, uh, well optimization. Are you hearing much from South America? Um, I haven't heard much even in the news when it comes to the COVID-19 or the coronavirus down in South America. Are, are you hearing um, anything? It's not as widespread. Um, uh, they're all under lockdown as well, except for Brazil. <laughs> they seem to be the exception to the rule, which is actually working out in our benefit. Um, so, if, yeah, I mean, if, if I could travel there, if our team could travel there, it'd be a lot better uh, just due to the... <laughs> the, the necessity of having someone that does the, you know, the technical parts of what we're doing on these projects. Where are you based out of? I'm based out of Houston. Okay, you're down in Houston. What's it like down there right now? Uh, it's a bit crazy. <laughs> Everything's locked down. Nobody can do anything. Uh, most of our customers and contacts, everybody's working from home. So uh, we manage. We do what we can. Um, just trying to make the best out of the situation. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, are you guys finding any, um, you know, obviously things are going to change and, and, you know, for everybody, it's going to be different restaurant industry. They've got their, their issues, the insurance industries, you know, all kinds of different things. Uh, the oil and gas industry, I, I, I think that the change is going to be quite remarkable uh, with, with the amount of remote drilling and some of the, you know, big data coming into play. And you take a look at the, just the trajectory i guess would be the right word of the paradigm shift that oil and gas was already going through and then to go kind of get hit by the one two you know punch of uh, opec russia saudi arabia and um, the coronavirus on the supply and demand shock at the same time if you will it just seems you know to me that uh, the industry is going to it's going to continue on but it's going to be a little bit different coming you know next year um I'm not sure if I made any sense to you at all, but <laughs> what do you? No, I don't no, know. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think there's going to be some changes in the way things are operated. Um, the flexibility for remote operating is probably going to be more prevalent in the future, from what we see, which is fine for us because we have a few technologies that you know stand alone, uh, run on satellite, so they can be monitored from anywhere in the world. Um, so that actually plays into our benefit, uh, the way we work. How's the pipeline monitoring uh, going? I, that's just seen some incredible advancements in the last, I don't know, call it five years. I mean, it has in the last 15 years, but the last five years, the synchronization of drones and um, on, on the ground uh, optics, I guess, in agriculture, Seems like it would have been a, just a, a intelligent lateral move to the pipeline industry. 
Um, I, I don't know if we're there yet with drones and, and pipeline, pipeline, you know, uh, um, inspections uh, syncing up in real time yet. But uh, talk to me a little bit about that innovation in the pipeline industry, if you want mind, because it's really cool. It's really cool. So this technology actually uses uh, fiber optic cables that are laid near the pipelines. Okay. And they produce an acoustic signal and analyze that signal for any type of intrusion or change in that background noise. From there, it uses artificial intelligence to actually um, detect and display exactly what the interference is, whether it's a person walking up to a pipeline, um, uh, machinery, a car, you know, someone's digging, or if it's an animal walking up to it, it can distinguish between all those. At the same time, it can also analyze what's going on inside the pipeline if there's any type of flow changes, uh, if it's deposition, and then it can also detect, you know, the difference between, say, a hydrate, a um, any type of paraffin or asphaltine deposition, it can tell those things. That's like the technology in Oceans 11 or 13, where I think, <laughs> I think they said that if a shrew was digging next to the casino, they'd know it. <laughs> so actually, this this uh, technology was developed from uh, Lockheed Martin from their Smart City okay. um, system. Uh, the developers on this, they're out in the UK as well, where my partner's based. And um, he's been working with these guys for years. And uh, it's a very good piece of equipment. So we got involved with them a couple of years ago and started putting more into the oil and gas applications, specifically around uh, offshore monitoring of flow lines and pipelines. That's incredible. All that's through acoustic, but that's that's the world it is. Uh, a lot of it's you know sensors and sensors go beyond just the visual lidar and traditional, you know, three D type of a thing that people are used to. And you start talking about sound waves and acoustic, that's a whole different level of uh, technology. That's incredible. Yeah, and this one's a little bit different because it actually uses light through the fiber optic cable, so the sample rate is you know, thousands per millisecond. So I have absolutely, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, st okay start over here. <laughs> so, it, so you have your sound waves and then you have light waves. So the, the, the frequency is completely different. Uh, with the light wave, it's a much faster um, sampling rate. So if there's ever an intrusion into that environment or just a disruption in the, the, the wave frequency, it can detect it at a much faster rate. And, in a, you know, much more accurate than the previous um, technologies that were around. Well, of course, because you know, the speed of light is so much faster than the speed of sound. Right. Even on the micro scale like that. And I didn't I didn't even realize that um, because I had never thought of it, but it makes total sense that you could layer those technologies and utilize them off each other because at the end of the day, they're probably the same. So, hmm. Yeah, we, this one, this technology was actually... so using the uh, smart city grid system that Lockheed Martin developed years ago for actually rail monitoring uh, for trains. Okay. Um, we've adapted it to, you know, pipeline monitoring and it's used throughout the world. Um, it was originally developed to stop, uh, stop digging and hot tapping the pipelines in, in, you know, third world countries where, you know, people were stealing oil and products off of pipelines. So it was actually pinpoint to tell them, you know, if someone's digging in the area, if someone's intruded into that space, so they could actually send out, you know, security. How many different locations do you guys have? I'm looking at uh, your website right now, and, you know, you, you've mentioned South America, 
You've mentioned Europe. Uh, how many different so we, countries are you guys in and how many, like, just go through that for a sec. So we have distributors in 126 countries around the world uh, for various products. Okay. okay. So we, our and, reach is fairly, fairly, fairly long. And the, the reason I ask is um, I, I just, you know, without giving away your, you know, your portfolio, portfolio and your business model or anything like that. Are you seeing any trends anywhere from any either locations or any certain area of your business? Because even I'm looking at your products, you guys have a lot of different products. And, you know, you've mentioned that, you know, we some different products you've seen that you, you, uh, there's a spike in. But are there any trends that you're seeing that you're kind of looking at and uh, just surprised at either a location or a different part of your industry that, you know, has kind of stood out? in the last month and a half since the COVID-19 or even since the OPEC uh, pricing happened? Because really that's when a lot of the uh, kind of the struggles and issues and questions started happening in the energy sector. Uh, I would say the, the ones that have really increased for us is around uh, production optimization, and uh, which is primarily paraffin and asphaltine control. Um, you know, we have products that deal with that particular application and that seems to be the focus right now because our products are you know it's non-intrusive it's you pump a product you know depending on the application and you know we've had a really good success with that around the world that seems to be you know the the one that's really taken off here in the past few months um we've also had a, a, a very good increase in um in green technologies, uh, we seem to have a lot of interest in that. Uh, we're actually developing and registering with the EPA right now a green buy side for the oil and gas market uh, that we've done some testing on and had excellent results on it. Uh, for all our indications, the EPA loves it because it's non-toxic, not only to animals, but non-toxic to humans. Okay. I could see where the green stuff is really going to take off. I've... Um... That's one of the things I've noticed with the COVID-19 shutdown is the amount of um, save the planet because humans aren't moving around stories. They've um, a lot of them popped up, just a lot of them. And I mean, it's common sense, but it's just amazing. I read one the other day about the seismic activity on the planet is down and I'm going, man, people are really spending a lot of resources on this. Holy smokes, man. They're just taking a look at everything here. So um, anyway, just rather interesting to me, but, uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, if, if we missed anything or any, any thoughts that you might have as, as I kind of look at the clock here, appreciate the time, you know, you guys are doing great out there, expanding your business a little bit. It sounds like, you know, and still moving with the distributors and, um, essential, you guys are deemed essential by, by most of the, uh, state and city governments, aren't you? Yes. So you got, by the way, is your outside sales affected at all? I know a lot of people on LinkedIn especially like to know what's going on in the world of sales. And I think uh, the office jobs, I think people have a handle on. You know, it's it's your home office and however you decorate it. And maybe you got Zoom and maybe you got Skype and maybe you got a few other things. But it's the outside sales people that I think... Um, people are curious, how, what are they doing? How, how are... You know, they're... Yes. <laughs> It's been affected in the in, in the way that you know there's no there's really no way to go meet customers face to face right now. So it's 
you know, it's emails, phone calls, and, you know, whatever method we can to stay in compliance, you know, with whatever restrictions we have. Um, I know, for instance, <laughs> I've had customers have been begging me to go back to the Middle East in the past month, but, you know, I can get over there. I just can't get back. <laughs> right. But I mean, exactly. <laughs> so, it, and, and there's things like that, too, where I've even heard that, where uh, in, in, say, Minnesota and North Dakota, up in my neck of the woods, we, we've got one state on a two-week, you know, lockdown, and the other one's not. So yeah. if you if if you go into the one state's borders, can you get back? <laughs> yeah, that's we we're having that same challenge. Uh, we just manage what we can and uh, you know deal with it however best way possible. Well, I'll give you some final thoughts. Anything we missed? Anything you want to reiterate or you know plug your business or maybe you got a good barbecue recipe? I don't know. I like to give guests the final <laughs> word. So uh, no, the floor is yours. Well, I think just encourage everybody, you know, keep moving forward. And as soon as things turn back around and everybody's able to get back to work, I think for the oil and gas industry, it's going to be a fairly fast turnaround from all indications. <laughs>